handle the truth. Hello, Americans. It looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not gonna make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principles and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of We the People Radio. We are live, and uh, we got a very special guest today. Before we introduce our special guest, uh, you guys probably already know. Looking forward to it. Shout out to our video sponsor of the day, Serious CBD. Go to serious-cbd.com. Get the number one CBD on the planet. I use this stuff every day. Marley Dog uses it every day. This stuff is absolutely amazing. Shout out to MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com slash WPRUSA. Join the Pillow Gang. Mikey Pillows all day. Uh, you want to pick up some slippers and pillows, go to MyPillow.com slash WPRUSA. Get up to a ton of percent off. I don't even know how much it is anymore. Do you guys know? It's like a ridiculous amount. Multiple numbers. Actually, they're going to send you a check in the mail with yeah. the pillow. <laughs> with, the, with pillows Cash. and slippers. Choose and Cash. Signed, over, you know? signed, signed by Mikey, Mikey Pillows himself. And can't forget our favorite Kush creams, the number one topical in the game. This stuff is amazing. I think we gave some to our – Anthony gave some to our guest today uh, when he was in New Jersey. Kush creams is the number one topical in the game. Go to kushcreams.com, put in code WPR USA. I love this stuff. I threw out my back twice in the past <laughs> week and a half because I'm a dude, old dude. Uh, I'm a disaster. Come on. I'm a fucking disaster. Literally twice. Friday, I threw it out. Then the next Friday, I threw it out. I'm a fucking disaster. But the Kush Creams have been saving my fucking life. And I live in sunny Las Vegas, so I'm getting double whammy to get the natural sensi to help with the sunburn. All right. So now that we got all the fucking boring stuff out of the way, let's introduce our guest. Welcome to the show, Bobby Sausalito. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. 
Welcome back, man. It's been it's well, been well, way well. too long. You've been on the show. You were on the show back when you had like twenty thousand followers, and now yep. you're literally like world famous all over the fucking universe. Now you have two million. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it's been a it's been a good time, and it's it certainly uh, it's, has gone a lot further than I ever anticipated it to go in this time frame. And it's certainly is something that I enjoy dedicating my time to, especially because I believe it has a far greater purpose than just growing my ability to talk, but other people's ability to talk, and and just helps the country and really just the world in and of itself. Yeah, the content you put out is fucking remarkable because the way you spit the information, it's comical, but you get your point across in a way that's not offensive to everyone. You know what I mean? Like, Hodgman's can be a little abrasive. There's some people out there that are a little tough to listen to, but when you spit, it's like even the most liberal, uh, far person on the left can actually be like, all right, you're making sense. Because well, you laugh, you laugh at the idiocracies that they're fucking spewing, and then they have to think to themselves, "Wow, that's what I sound like." Speaking of speaking of which, Nick, now that we we got Bobby out of the way, more importantly, how's my man Billy Simpolito doing? How's Yo. Billy? Yo, Billy, <laughs> Billy Simp, Billy Simp is living high off the hog these days. He's Are you sure, dude, he's got to be having a rough time right now with what's going on. All that, all that nonsense he was spitting is uh, is not coming true. It's not looking good for him. Yo, Billy Simp is living the dream. He's got he's got he's got Joey Basement in there. He's got Krusty in there. Gas is four hundred dollars. It's gonna he's, when he heats his house this winter, he's gonna get kicked out. He's gonna get evicted. He's gonna go bankrupt. He's loving it, dude. As long as as long as we help Zelensky, as long as we do everything we got to do for Ukraine, as long as Ukraine is good and Zelensky is and Zelensky is skiing the slopes, then we're all good. Well, they're, they're the <laughs> most honest country out there. If it's, I'm going to give money to somebody, it's got to be that country. By skiing the slopes, you mean by doing boatloads of cocaine? Because this guy looks bugged the fuck out every time he gets on the TV. I mean, like, I, mean uh, I mean, I didn't say you said it, but I mean, I don't know anybody that's gone skiing over there. So, you know, do what you got to do. I mean, do. Bobby, he does wear a T-shirt. He wears so, yeah, he, not only does he, not only does he wear a T-shirt, he's President Comfy Sneaks and Cargo <laughs> Pant and Green T-shirt. Not a color, not a logo, nothing. Green tee, Cargo Pant, Comfy Sneaks, dude. He's ready to go. While he's enjoying YouTube concerts in the middle of a war zone, just having a grand old time. The Edge and Bono are just playing jams. Rocking it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's talking to he's talking to students at uh what was it at like Stanford or something. He's like he's like giving them their uh, their address. He's on the Grammys. He's like, sing a song for me. Well, who the hell is this guy? Where are I don't we know. Going? I, don't I think know. Churchill was doing the same thing, wasn't he? Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, FDR out in his wheelchair just doing dances. Doing dances. Grand old fucking time. Just, no, just deserving respect of the whole world by just wearing like a t-shirt when you could just like put on a put on a button down. Or, I mean, I don't know. It seems like a stupid thing to pay attention to, but like – if you can put on a green tee and cargo pants, it's not like the guy's sprinting down the battlefield. It's like you're you're on camera, guy. Like I don't know. He's being, he's, 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 he's in Cruise. character right now. Yeah, he's he's the world the world's greatest yeah. actor. He's yeah. literally out here just acting a role. It's so ridiculous that people actually buy it. Um, and well, you're on Ben Stiller right there. I know Ben Stiller saved everybody's life. He must have went and did the blue steel look and do God's work. He's like, you're my hero, and it's just like that's what's the what is the metric by which you're measuring your heroes, Stiller? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, sad. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's really really sad what's going on and uh, unfortunate because you say it correctly. Uh, we live in a dumpster world, dumpster fire. Yes, it's we certainly do. Fire right now, dude. The world's fresh. 
Actually, for any of our guests who don't know who you are, Bobby, can you give like a quick little two-minute introduction to who you are, what you do? Yeah, so um, I was a web developer for 13 years. Uh, in August of 2020, I watched the DNC, and I was so frustrated by how stupid this was that I made a video, posted on Instagram, didn't think much of it. Got 60,000 views overnight. Figured I'd just start making videos until the election, see what happened. Now, fast forward two years later, it's my full-time job. I stopped building websites, and all I do is I make videos for Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I go to political events. I'm a Turning Point ambassador. I started doing some stand-up comedy, including a stand-up show with Chad Prather, and uh, this is my thing, and I'm trying to fight for America and, and entertaining people while giving them truth bombs and hopefully doing something to convince large masses of people that a your voice is valuable and can go really far if you're authentic real and not completely full of shit and that doing this has purpose is purpose driven and this country and the people here and people of the future are worth fighting for and i think that the real true warfare of the modern day and into the future is the warfare of the mind and i think that being able to convince people to change the way that they think about things will ultimately change the world in much more of a way than marching down the street or carrying a weapon or, or marching on the cap Capital will ever do. I think that the mental game, the mental war is the war. And the greatest way to, to change the world is to change the minds of large quantities of people. And that is a fucking sizzle reel, ladies and gentlemen. And the show. James, cut that up, put it on the goddamn fucking IG. Yeah, I think that's 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 our clip for the show. We're we're good here. Let's move in. Let's keep it moving. Have a great night, ladies and Let's go on to Zelensky. Uh, stand for Ukraine. We'll see you later. <laughs> BLM, Roe v. Wade, we got to mention them. Let's fucking march in the streets for them. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, Clump of Cells, What is a Woman? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. SCOTUS, this band SCOTUS. <laughs> what are you, um, I can define America in one word. Uh, <laughs> last week, James, you actually made, you called it uh, after last week. I've been calling episode. it for the past three weeks that it's coming around the corner. No, no, I'm talking about the shooting. I know. I've been saying it since the Roe v. Wade leak came out. I said, I guarantee it. There's going to be shootings. Then I said, once the shootings happen, I said, watch, we're going to have cops shooting, shooting black people. And then this kid over the weekend gets shot 60 times in the back. And now they're running with the story. Q BLM, Q riot season, Q here comes Roe v. Wade. And it's just going to be a I, don't, a, I don't pay attention to mainstream media, but what even happened with that story? What happened? Oh my God. I made a video. I made like a 12 minute rant on I that video. It's a disaster. It, yeah. Your, your rant was perfect today. Actually, Bobby, you, you, you encapsulated it perfectly because so many people jump to conclusions and just like oh this guy was just brutally murdered maybe he shouldn't have got six shot 60 times but yep the guy shot a police officers out of the car yeah and no one knows the information so so what are your thoughts on it bob dude i watched i, I was like i was like the only way that i'm going to be able to judge this is to watch the full video released by the police there's 13 body cam videos you watch the got the cops go like pull him and start saying like here's the reason that we're following this guy these are the two reasons the guy doesn't stop they chase him down the highway they show screenshots of him on the highway driving down the highway the the cameras on the highway then they show then you hear a, a, a gunshot blast and you see a still picture of it and a video of it Mm -hmm. Then he pulls off. He's racing through neighborhoods. It's 1230 at night. The guy's not interested in stopping. There's all these cops around him like you're getting caught. He's pulling over. The car is still moving. The windows are basically I think the windows are even open. He can hear them. They're all calling out like stop doing this. 
The guy barrels out of the passenger side, has a face mask on in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the night, and starts running. They're all running after him, yelling at him to stop. They pull out tasers, try to hit him with tasers. And then the guy, like, stops short real quick, lifts his his arm right up from the right side. And they're just like, you have no choice. Like, you have to light this dude up. Then when he falls to the ground, he starts rolling against the shots going backwards and you're if this guy had a gun in his hand he could very easily pull up on you and get one of them and even in the first body cam footage i was like that's a lot of shots then i watched the second one the third one the fourth one and the guy that was the closest and i'm like what were they supposed to do stop one second earlier what would it it would have been okay if it was what 40 shots what if it was 30 shots how many shots is too many shots you're talking about five seconds they're chasing this guy out there and if he did have a gun which he literally had in the car all it would have taken was a split second for him to shoot one of those dudes in the face and it's like i don't think they did anything wrong i think there's absolutely no explanation and no anything that's needed these cops did exactly what they should have done and shame on that dude and shame on these people for making a for making a scene about this that guy needs to take some personal responsibility you got yourself killed my guy you should have fucking pulled the car over it's your fucking fault i'm sick of this bullshit no, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, man. It's it's the most ridiculous thing, and they're trying to frame it as a George Floyd 2.0. There, it's it's perfect timing. Like the gun grabs are here, all the shootings are happening. We we had another Fourth of July shooting with this clearly crazed lunatic who's on psych- psychiatric help. He was already on the FBI radar. The story is whole, old as time. We yep. have this this cop shooting. Uh, this black guy, and they're, they're, they don't tell the full story. No mainstream media has picked up the fact that he's fired, gu- fired, fired gunshots at the cop. Not one mainstream media outlet even said that. That would totally change the narrative. What are they trying to do? They're trying to stoke the flames. They're trying to get everybody emotionally charged, and yep. they're using this. Like I, I had this argument with somebody the other day. It was literally Friday before, or the Thursday before Fourth of July. I was saying, I was like, here comes the the, the, the cop shooting of the black guy. I sent him the video. And I told him on the show, I was like, it, they may, a lot of people may be seeing through the BLM narrative with the, the mansions and all the nonsense. But if they're gonna if they're gonna do this again, they're gonna take some absolutely ridiculous event that's so ridiculous, like sixty shots, the headline, sixty shots in the in the black man's back is gonna get a people emotionally charged, regardless of how you feel about BLM. So they can get people out in the streets, riding, causing chaos, because that's what they need right now. They're getting destroyed. Their asses are getting clapped. Right yes. now, all over the place with the Supreme Court, with uh, the, the, the the midterms coming up. They have no support. Nobody likes what this administration is so doing. Who spoke out about the about, about this? Uh, the kid getting shot. I didn't hear really anyone speak Dude, out about it yet. Everybody, Ben, Bernie, yeah. Ben Crump. I don't, I don't ben, watch much. Dude, yeah, this they, guy, President Normie. Dude, this guy, Ben Crump, attorney Benjamin Crump, largely considered to be the number one civil rights attorney in America. He's the he's the Trayvon Martin guy. He's the Michael Brown guy. He's the he's the say her name guy. He's everybody. This dude dude with all that wild hair, that wild hair looking dude. No, he's just a no, he's just a bald dude. Okay. And he, he does, he'll, he'll pull out a press conference. He'll run the whole family through. And then the last person will be the mom, the tears, the, the crying, my son, my son, the guy is a savage grifter. And what I said on the video today is like a shot rings out in black America. And this guy comes sprinting with an open duffel bag to collect all of his coins. He doesn't care about the truth. He doesn't care about the law. The guy is disgusting. He should be ashamed of himself. They parade this guy around on CNBC, MSNBC, CNN. He's on magazine covers, widely regarded as the best civil rights attorney in America. This guy is a disgusting person and should be ashamed of himself. 
And all, all, so all how do you really feel about him? Dude, it makes me so mad. Yeah. And there's a there's a there's a documentary called um, I forget what it is I believe it's called I believe it's called the truth about Trayvon or something like that. It's a oh, documentary that talks that talks about how this lawyer this guy Benjamin Crump was complicit in trying to frame and trying to frame I forget the guy's even the guy's name because I'm so worked up. And George, uh, George Zimmerman. Yeah, yeah, and they tried to put George Zimmerman away, and like every person fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. This is the thing rational human beings that te- that have any individual discernment beyond what the tribe tells them to believe do not exist there was a case over the, during the pandemic of a cop literally shooting a person that is about to stab a woman to death in broad daylight and lebron james is like we're coming for you it's like oh my goodness it's like <laughs> this woman there's like a knife this close and they're just like racist cop it's like dude these people i remember that are, these people are sick in the head and the lack of the lack of discernment and non-tribalism is like is absolutely gone and that's why everything is shit and i certainly i have faith in america i believe in this country and all the great people but people are fucking stupid right now and they have absolutely no shame for how dumb they continue to be time after time they fall for every single case hook line and sinker they repost every emotional bullshit thing and act holier than thou because they disagree with you and it's like yo you're a fake activist and you should just close your face or do some more research because you're wasting all of our time and it's driving all of this shit right into the ground and they are complicit in all of it and it's and it's sad well, so what do you I, think I, it takes for these people to recognize the patterns that they're stuck in? I, I wish I knew for sure, but I think that it, if I knew a better way to accomplish the to accomplish the objective that I'm seeking, I would do it. But I, I, I honestly believe that the most significant thing that any person can do is lean into their strengths. Number one, if I'm seven foot tall, I should probably play basketball and maybe not, and maybe not golf. Right. Let's just start with that. The second thing is like, I do believe that it's a war of the mind. I think that any physical activity is never going to compare to the amount of, to the amount of minds and hearts that can be changed by this distribution mechanism we have right in front of us. So it's like, it's like recognize the moment in time, recognize your strength and, and, and go full tilt on that thing. I think the only way to get through to them is to make light of it, to make it entertaining and digestible and to slowly change their minds by pointing out the ridiculousness of it individually day after day. This stuff's in the, in the news right now. This case happened two days ago. They're all worked up about it. It's like, here's my rebut. I waited for the body cam footage to, to, to come out. I have an open mind. I care about a person suffering, obviously, but the facts are the facts. And if you watch this video and you think that they, that these police officers did anything wrong, I don't know what planet you're living on has nothing to do with the guy's skin color and everything to do with his actions. And people are just so quick to follow the tribe because no one wants to ruffle feathers. Nobody wants to think hard. Nobody wants to have a decision that they stand up. Nobody wants to have a backbone. It's so much easier to just agree with everybody around you. It's the simplest position to have, but fence sitters don't succeed and they never get rewarded. And that, and all I have realized is like, if I don't take a position on something that I know to be true, then I'm just as bad as they are. And if, if this is the, if this is the engine that I get, that I have to do it in, I'm going to do it. And if it, some people might think it's not important, but I can say that the tens of millions of people that hear what you guys say and read what, and, and, and read what you post and see the images and see the jokes and share them and watch my videos and watch my podcast. 
that's going in there because they're getting bombarded with other garbage and even just the slightest bit of something that's truthful that they can feel in their bones might actually be right can change far more minds than I think any of us even realize. We're doing what we have to do. It does. It does bring up questions for people because when they're having when they're being bombarded by family members talking about whatever the headlines are on the news, and they bring up a comment that you make or a comment that we make, and it triggers the ability to think for to that person, and then it starts a discussion. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people don't even have that outlet to listen to because they're so bombarded by mainstream media. The thing is, dude, is like, is one of the things is is um. Uh, I think I, I believe I don't want to butcher the quote, but it's from Andy Frisella. And he says and he says, like, it's a personal ex- personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. And it's like if we if you look around us, everyone, including myself, is sloppy in some category. I either don't get the right amount of sleep. I either don't consume all the right things. I don't drink enough water. I don't eat the right foods all the time. I'm, I maybe drink alcohol sometimes and I maybe shouldn't. I should probably do the extra pull up, the extra push up, the extra walk, grab five more pounds on my weight vest, whatever. We all have room to improve, but we're so quick to dismiss all of our own shortcomings and not be as great as we can be because it's the easy way out. And it's like, the real problem is within. The real problem is, is that we're not taking care of ourselves. The real problem is that we lack the self-awareness, generally speaking, to even know what is good for us. And it's made evident by the life choices that we make for most people. And I understand being imperfect, but it's like, if you look around, it's like, it's like we're overweight, we're sloppy, we're dumb, we, 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 we lack discernment, we're, we fall for it, we get tricked, we get bamboozled, and it's like we've got all of these shortcomings. And it's like the best thing that we can do is take care of ourselves, improve our own life, get us operating at the absolute best that we can consistently and make it so that it's such a habit that it's mindless to us. And then we can worry about the rest of this stuff. And I feel like so many people are in the bottom 20% of their capacity that it's like until they get to 50 they won't even be able to process this even though they're getting bombarded and the rest of it and even though there's a mcdonald's on every corner it's like you don't have to go there and we lie to ourselves and say that the decisions that we make are outside of ourselves and it's like you decide who you talk to what you think about where you go who you associate with you decide if you go to the party or if you don't you decide all these things if you go to work an extra hour it's like we're so quick to dismiss our own responsibility in this game that it's a lesson that all of us including myself need to get better at and it's like that to me is the message it's like this message might not be as well delivered by a person that's operating at 100. If you see me operating at 63 and next week or next month you see me at 64 and then 65 and I continue to improve that might be more of a lesson to the person that's at 23 or 28 and I think that as long as we're all collectively getting better a lot of these problems solve themselves. There was this really great quote that I heard from a really successful guy when I first got started in business. And he was like, don't worry about the monthly. Don't worry about the quarterly income. Worry about the daily. He's like, figure out how to make more money today than you made yesterday. And then the weekly, the monthly, the quarterly, and the annually solves itself. It's like, if we just realize that we're sloppy and so much shit, and we choose to make ourselves better at that, every problem around the world is solved, not only by us doing it for ourselves, but the example that we set. It's like, we don't even realize how powerful we are. And I think that a lot of these problems are saved, not by us informing people on what's happening only, but by them realizing that they got more work to do. 
I 100% agree with your message in every aspect. It's, it's what we need to do, but I think you're giving too many people too much credit. I mean, I think there's just so many people that, like, let's be real, they're like, they're not building. No, no, that, that was a good point, though. You're 63%. Next month, you're doing 64%. Or a week after that, you're doing 67 whatever. Mm-hmm. That may help somebody who's at 20%. Because when they look at somebody like a Gary V, and they're like, I can't fucking operate on that. That right. guy's out of his mind. But they look at somebody who was a shitbag a year ago, and now they're fucking, they have their own business. They got a nicer car now. They, they moved out on their own. You know, they're, they're starting to, to produce this content, and they're really starting to make a business for themselves. Yep. That makes it real. That makes it believable and achievable for them. I used, I used yeah. to uh, get mad at the people who don't, don't think that way because you're it's how you should think. You should always want to get better. Like no one should want to be complacent, but so many people are just perfectly fine just going along to get along and doing what everybody else is doing. They want to fit in so bad. It's their human nature to fit in. And then you then you factor in all of the brainwashing that these people have been hit with since literally the time of birth. Like they've been hit with all the propaganda, the food, like the entire nutrition system is a complete bogus lie. Everything that they told us was a complete bogus lie. So, uh, you know, we're blessed enough to be able to see through it. And every single day, thousands, tens of thousands of people are getting that same blessing. It's just taking longer for a lot longer for some <laughs> than others, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think with the work with that Bobby's doing and, you know, I, I see people like um, uh, Russell Brand. They're doing such great work because the audience that they're reaching, I'm a big believer in message over messenger now. Um, I used to get mad at people like, uh, you know, that, that used to think one way and say these ridiculous things like Orange Man, bad scream at the top of the lungs. And now they're telling their audience like actual things that are going on and speaking the truth. And they're reaching a, a much larger audience that goes to like a, as far as liberal lines. And I really think that divide that we're seeing isn't really necessarily there as big, like maybe in New Jersey and New York and California, it's there, but the, the rest of the country, I think the media is gaslighting that, that divide and that people are, are, are actually so dependent on the government. You, you follow John Burke. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he, had, he had like a Bob Ross. I'll say this to you, Bobby. He does the Bob Ross impression uh, with, with the painting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Marine, yes. Former Marine, I think. Or Ar- yes, Ar- I have. Yeah, I've met him before, actually. Yes. Yes. He's got a, I just sent you his last video he put up on YouTube. It's fucking genius. Nice. But it's exactly what we're describing. There's so many different outlets now throughout YouTube and Instagram of these people just doing a little bit of information, their own little twist, just getting the truth out. It's fucking amazing. It's, it, to me, it's like, it, it's the most, it's like, imagine, Imagine how much work you would have to do to be as aware of what's going on as even us. And obviously there's people that are more tuned in than us, but let's just say us. Imagine how much work you would have had to do 20 years ago. It's like, oh, it'd be impossible. It's like you you can change millions of people's minds in a day from your shitter right now. And and I and I yeah. say that because it's true. It's like you don't have, you don't have to go. You don't have to go to the library. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to do a Freedom of Information Act request. It's like there's hundreds of thousands of people that are collectively contributing their piece. It's like a, it's like to me, it's like a potluck dinner. It's like if you bring the corn and I bring the whatever. It's like we will all have a feast. And it's like you don't have to do everything. You just got to bring your piece to the table. And every day, it's like. 
each new contributor that joins into the into the mix to me is another guy on the front lines with us in the digital war because if i think i think if it comes to physical it's the the probability of you winning is pr probably fairly low no, I'm always, yeah i'm we always going to be optimistic but if we can't convince people's minds before it comes to grabbing your weapon we're toast. It's like this is a mental game. The, the the war the war is lost and won in the mind, and it's and it's lost and won in your own mind first. And believing that, no doubt, and not yeah. only that, and, and recognizing that, recognizing that you are imperfect, and that your game needs to be cleaned up. And every time I get real worked up, like today, I'm I'm yelling about Crump and stuff, and it's pissing me off. And I'm like, why am I so pissed? And I'm like, you know what? I need to I need to turn this energy back at myself. It's like I need to. I need to not drink the extra beer next time. I need to not, I need to wake up 30 minutes earlier tomorrow. I need to change whatever I'm doing. Let me, if I'm really pissed about this guy, let me make myself better because it's so easy to be outwardly pissed. But really it's like, unless we're operating at hundred percent, that's always to me, the logical direction. If you really want to change the world, it's like, that's the easiest way to do it. Well, I, I, it makes you a better person, and if you're a better person, then then it's going to reflect on the people around you, your product, or your five closest friends. Like that, I truly believe that. And when you're bringing that kind of energy to the people that you're around every single day, like this is why I, I love people like Nick and Ant. We get along because they constantly push push me to get better. Nick's constantly sending us books and motivational tapes to read. Like we're all just trying to push each other to get better. And that's why you have to surround yourself with people that want to make you better as well. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, if you're struggling yourself, because so many, I get it. Life sucks, man. Especially right now, life hits you like a Mack truck. Sometimes life's fucking great. It, 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 it does. And, and, second, right back. and yeah. sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you're in a funk. Like right now, so many people are going through the suck with the cost of everything. So many people are, 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 are getting crushed by the, the cost of gas, the cost of food, the, the, the shelves being empty, not be able to get baby formula. We can go we can go on and on and on. But if you sit here and just complain about it and just be like, ah, this is like, ah, woe is me. I, I'm never going to get out of this. You're, you're stuck. You're never going to get there. And and maybe you should find you shouldn't be hanging around the friends that you're around because they're probably enabling you to feel that. See how Nick, when I said ah, life sucks, Nick's like immediately not life's great, man. Like, what do you It doing? is because even even though the gas is expensive and maybe we can't find certain things on the shelves in general, we're extremely freaking lucky, man. Look at look at we have fresh water. We most of us have roofs over our heads and we have access to like the most powerful tools, you know, known to man with access for the every everyday man. Like even with it being look, super censored and shadow banned, it's it's a blessing. Like even with those crazy stipulations that we have, you have to find you have to find the positive. You have to find the positive in the shit, because like Bobby's saying, you have to win in your own mind first. If you're not mentally in it, you can't help anybody else. Exactly. This is why I hate. This is why I hate doomers. Like they just sit here and they're I like, "I can't oh, stand it. I can't yeah. stand it." No, I, I, yeah. it, it drives me up a fucking wall. Like, well, all right, then go do something. Like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, go sit and wallow in your misery, and the, the life is over. Like, you might as well just give up now, dude. Like, just put a bullet in your head, call it a day. Like, this is if that's what you truly believe. Like, there's no point. 
Why People not have been you? saying that since the 60s, the 50s, before, and probably before it was even recorded. They're like, this is, it's going to hell in a handbasket. And people will comment sometimes on my videos and they're just like, they're like, I'm waiting for the day to, to grab my guns and, and march. And I'm like, that's the complete wrong thing yeah. to say that <laughs> cool, you're doing. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> when I see it, uh, I'm not, we lost already. It's over. Like these people are, are, are so defeated. And it's, it's sad to see that. I mean, it's understandable in some cases because of what's going on. Like, look at look at our country. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see that World War II veteran uh, yeah, that's yeah. 100 years old that was breaking down, crying. That stuff is heartbreaking, man. You know, this mm-hmm. man he he lost friends, friends, sergeant in the Marines, uh, brothers in arms that he lost to see his country before he dies turn to this. That's rough, man. Um, yep. But at, at, at the end, at the end of the day, we got to pick up our bootstraps and keep fighting because it's not going to go away. It's not going to stop. And and Bobby says it 100 percent right. It's a war on the minds. This is an information war. And what better way to fight an information war than speak about it, be about it, go get involved in your in your communities, go become a poll watcher, go uh, get yep. get run for a, a Congress or local office, school board, anything. Get involved or just have conversation with your friends and family. Yeah. Like stop being scared. Like, oh, I don't want to ruffle feathers at the holiday party this year. <laughs> I don't want to fucking uh, yeah. You know, oh no! I don't want to get in snoozing all pissed off over here. No, you need to like enough is enough. Like we can't, we can't with the political correctness as well. Like we, the only way we're going to defeat it is just to barge through the front door and just say, "This is who I am. My name is James Curry, and this is what I fucking believe in." And enough is enough. Like, if you want to argue with me and have and, and have a debate, an actual not argue, have an actual conversation. I'm here to have the conversation. I got a client. I'm going to bring on the show. There's a kid named Ryan. Bobby, I would love for you to be on the show, too. He fucking, he sat in my chair. I'm like, hey. I'm like, how's everything working out for you? What's going on? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, your boy, you voted for. Everything's going great, right? He's like, I just voted against Trump. I didn't vote for Biden. No. How's that working out? You feel your tank recently? And we just, it was just a fun conversation. And he still can't just admit it. He still thinks Biden's better than Trump. And it's just fucking amazing. They can't just name one thing. That based on what know. metrics? Give me one metric. Something measurable. Come on. <laughs> Give me Trump's one. a maniac. He would have blown the world up, but he didn't. What wars? The wars. What wars? It's, not, it's, not, it's not even like it's not even a Trump versus Biden type of deal. It's of you didn't vote for the right person or take it upon yourself to look in and do enough research. No, because it's a massive ego thing. I mean, yeah. mean tweet. Can't admit you were wrong. Mean tweets yeah. caused you to, to, to get this situation. Because let's be real. None of this would be happening if Donald Trump won. Like, we wouldn't be seeing the massive inflation, the gas prices. We're energy independent. Oh, we, he, we, he did win? Huh? Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, he did. What do you think? What do you think the next step is for? Because, I, I mean, Bobby, for the Republican Party, in terms of a nominee, who do you think they're going to put in there? Well, I mean, I... I I've had this conversation with James before, and I think that yeah. it's kind of generally it's almost like unanimous, but it's like I, I do think I do think that DeSantis is the best governor in America. I think that every single thing that he that he does for the most part is of considerable higher higher caliber than anybody else. So if I had to pick right now, I would say him a hundred percent. Um I think that look, I think that it's to me, it's not even a party thing yet. To me, it's not even a who or a speculation or is it DeSantis, is it Trump, is it whatever. I think that it's it's getting more people at the very least 
involved because like less than i think it's like 40 percent of eligible voters don't even vote at all and whether we believe that voting it works doesn't work whatever it's like this needs to be part of the conversation and i've been i've been so frustrated by isolating and pointing out all of the bad things that people do that i'm trying to take a more active role in like how do i instead do the opposite how do i boost the people that are doing the right thing how do i take my money away from netflix and buy a daily wire subscription instead of watching that show or that movie that's 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 going to indoctrinate me what if instead of watching it even though i want to i spend my time doing more research and getting better and supporting the businesses and whatnot that that are that are that are looking at the world the right way. What if instead of trying to convince all these people that can't that that can't or refuse to be convinced, what if instead I allow them to phase themselves out of my life and I make room for new people that actually do care and actually do love the country? And it's like it's like sometimes we get so attached to these relationships that we don't understand that by by holding space for a person that doesn't see and want the best out of you, you're missing out on another person that could be in that position that could, that could be supporting you, helping you and, and making you ultimately be better. So it's like, I I'm, I'm on this kind of transition now where I'm like, what if, it, what if I try to focus more on, on bringing people up and replacing the people that I'm, that I'm so frustrated, I can't convince and getting around more people that, that we could really collaborate with and spending my free time you know, taking more active of a role. Now, nah, I know it's a, a twist of the question. No, no, no. but on on a, on a frequency platform, like we're all vibration. And when you do, you feel the same way as I mean, Anthony and James talk about it all the time. When you're just around negative thoughts and negative news headlines and talking to people, and this just negative, 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 negative vibration all the time, it kind of engulfs you. And it's nice to take yeah. a break and just flip it. Like, I feel I, like after James, James more so than me, and Anthony, you know, more so than me as well, because I don't really dive as deep as him. I, I agree, and but here's the here's what I think is kind of the danger in that is I used to take that position and I was like checked out. I was just like, oh, I don't care. And then I see Ron Paul; he brings me back in. He gets out of the race. I'm out of it again. And I think that we have to realize that you know your duty, let's say, to the world, the altruism in your own self, is sometimes doing the thing that you don't want to do that might be hard, that might be negative, that a person of weaker mind than you would not be able to tolerate. And I do think, of course, that getting out of it and taking a break and, and staying mentally healthy certainly is important. But at the same time, I feel like if we have the capacity to be strong of will, strong of mind and, and have a strong backbone and speak out and deal with the people hating on us and coming for us and threatening us or whatever they say, it's like if we don't do it, are we saying and we telling the universe that there's a stronger person, more capable than us? It's like sometimes you got to go into the fire when other people are afraid to if you can tolerate it. And I think that even though I don't want to think about this negative shit and I can live a very fruitful and happy life for the rest of my days, never thinking about politics again and just being like, fuck, look at the gas. Oh, look at this. It, but it's like if I could give back something giving back to America and helping people to me is so important. And I just think that it's so easy to be like out of sight, out of mind. But I really do think that we have to kind of, that's our challenge. How do you, how do you, how do you handle your trolls, your trolls on your page? I block them. Oh, really? Yeah. If they, if they, if they, if they say enough shit in the comments or if they say enough shit in the live peace, have you, have you gotten to a good debate in your comments with somebody? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't just block people that disagree with me. I, I block people that are that are spamming or being disrespectful or don't or, or don't want to have a real discussion. conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm not here to silence dissent, but it's like if you're just coming in in all caps trolling, it, it's it's not useful. And yeah, and it's like we only have so much time and only have so much energy. I'm gonna I'm gonna control, I'm gonna control what I can control. So I just think that you know. We we need to we need to pay attention to our mental health. We got to make sure that our house in order. We got to make sure that we go in to the fight with enough energy, with food in our belly, with water in our body. We got to be we got to be ready. You can't just walk in there. But it's like if you're capable of thinking at this level, you ha- it's almost like you got to do it. One thing that I that I think about in life all the time is I'm like, how disrespectful would it be? to the universe if i had the capacity to be great and i chose to be mediocre if i chose to make x dollars and have my white picket fence and live my life and i just said screw everybody else i'll be straight my family will be straight and i don't care it's like how disrespectful would it be to the creator the universe god jesus whatever if i was just like i have the the capacity to deal with it i have the strength but I choose to be mediocre because it's uncomfortable. It's like we would have no George Washington if that was the case. We'd have no Martin Luther King Jr. We'd have no Harriet Tubman. We have none of those people that stepped out there that they're statues of. And I think that if you have the mental capacity to even think that that might be something that you could do, you could do it. So it's like it's almost like that's our duty that we were blessed with the ability that to be what we think about and not how are we going to get a jug of clean water and not get attacked by, you know, somebody down the, on the next town. So that sounds kind of familiar. Sounds kind of like a big four or five. Gonna, yeah, that's right. He just golfed and, you know, lived his life with his supermodel wife and correct, just, you know, had a great time, but he decided to step up and fight for this country. And, you know, I can't think of any, any politician in, in my lifetime or at previous from studying all the politics that I've studied, that's yeah. done more for the America people than Donald Trump, uh, yeah. you know, regardless of the mean tweets or how he acted, he actually put money in all of our pockets. He actually made our country better. He made our economy great. Uh, he did a lot of really good things. He didn't, he wasn't perfect by no stretch of the means, but he still did a lot of amazing, amazing things for us. We, the people, and to, 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 to your, to piggyback off of what Nick was saying, you're a hundred percent right, Bobby. I, I think, now more than ever, we can't step away from what's going on because it, I think that's what allowed us to get to where we're at right now. So many people kick the can down the curb. Oh, I don't have to go to the school board meeting. It's, somebody else will be there. I don't got to go to the town hall. I don't got to. I don't have to worry about politics because this, that, or the other. Whatever reason that they wanted. My father being an old school conservative, you don't talk about politics, religion, or money with people. Like that was a, a thing in my household. You don't talk about it at the dinner table. These are things that you, you don't you don't do. And, 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 and I James think walks that, in with a Trump shirt, his bank account fucking tattoos to his chest. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no, but, but before all of this was going on, I used to go down these rabbit holes for a very long time. I've been doing this research forever. Like when you were talking about how difficult it was back in the day, like you have to, you, you have to know the Dewey decimal system to go and find some fucking books <laughs> in the library to right. go and research some stuff. Um, but I, I've been doing it for a long time and, and I was able to put it away. Like I'd be able to research this negative stuff and look into it and, and, and kind of get a grasp for what's going on. But be, at the time it wasn't as important and as pressing as it is right now. So I was able to put it away for like a week, a month and come back to the research later mm-hmm. on. No big deal. Now with everything that's going on, 
you don't have that opportunity or that luxury anymore because it's so important. The information war that we're fighting in our republic is truly at stake. I truly believe this. Yes. And, and, and if we sit here and, and just say, ah, you know what? The negativity is getting to me. Uh, I can't do it today because there are those days. There's days where I wake up and, and I, I'm just my anxieties through the roof. I don't want to get I don't want to do any research. I don't want to do any uh, talking about politics. I just want to fuck off and just not do anything and focus on something completely different. And uh, and I've, I found time to do to add those things uh, in, into my into my work life. Uh workflow but it's mostly research but i still have to work very very hard to keep my mind right because it's so negative like i have to listen to a lot of like people like andy facilla i love andy i listen to a lot of his podcasts and my let I, I like him nick sends me a lot of his 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 stuff i listen to a lot of david penna eric thomas in the morning just to start my day to to, to keep my mind right just to, so when I wake up in the morning, even if I feel like shit, I'm just shoving this positive message down my throat. So it's just like my brain is rewired. It's just, it thinks differently, even though I'm thinking about all this negative, I'm, I'm able to keep that positive mind frame. Do you do anything yourself uh, to keep your mind right? Because I get that in my comments all the time. They're like, how do you constantly research all this negativity and still have a positive outlook on what's going on and continue want to continue fighting? Well, I think that from an from an from an overall perspective, I have a tremendous amount of gratitude, which I think gives me a cushion that is almost impenetrable. It's like, A, I'm alive, I woke up today. B, I have loving parents that have been together my entire life that I'm lucky enough live down the road from me now here in Florida. I live where I want to live, I do what I want to do. I, 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 every single thing that could have ever been given to me in this life as far as I, what I really should have had or whatever. Um, and things that a lot of people don't, I have, it's like everything I put my mind to, I've been able to get every, it's like, I have a roof over my head. I have the car I want to drive for the most part. And like, I have money in the bank and everything is good. So it's like, sometimes just having some gratitude for how far I already am. Even if I got hit by a bus today, it always kind of like gives me a base. And then on top of it, I honestly feel like, the ability to think this way and the ability to believe that you have greatness within you is not a trait possessed by all people. And I feel, I feel blessed that I even think in such a way about myself that I believe that I have the capacity to get there and I'll never be convinced otherwise. And the fact that I even have that spark inside me that, and this unquenchable thirst for improvement and for more, I'm thankful for just that. So it's like, everything is great. And, and life is such a beautiful, amazing, magical thing, no matter what bad thing happens. So I always kind of revert, revert back to that. And then it's like, if there's any other thing that I need to get right, the simplest thing to do is just go exercise, going out and walking, going to the gym and just getting on an elliptical or whatever. That type of stuff never fails. I've never gone to the gym and came back feeling less good or, or less uh, uh, healthy or satisfied about the day. So it's like, those are always my go-to when things get rough. And aside from all that, I know that the good guys win in the end. I'm an eternal optimist. I don't believe, I don't believe that this is like this. I don't think we end up in chains and we all are slaves to a, you know, to, to a robot race and, and China or whatever else. I certainly think it's possible if good men do nothing, good men and women do nothing, but, but I don't think that will happen. So at the very end of it all, 
I do believe that that the yin and yang, the duality of life and and the good will rise to the top. I don't believe that there's any reasonable explanation to justify how good it is in the world and how good the world continues to be despite all the evil if there weren't such a grand plan in play. And I think that there's just too many coincidences of good and greatness that even though there's this very dark cloud at this moment, I think that there's been a lot of adversity over history and a lot of things that seemed like insurmountable uh, insurmountable demons, David and Goliath back up against the wall, Cuban Missile Crisis, Cold War, every single imaginable thing, drought, famine, everything else. Yet we all made it through and it's all getting better. And I believe it will continue to go that way. So it's like I do believe no matter what, whether I die or not, the good guys win in the end. And I think that that always kind of keeps me online where it's like all I got to do is make sure that I keep showing up and getting better. And that's the best I can give the world. If I give it all and I put everything on the field, even if I lose the war or lose the game, I know that I'm contributing to the betterment overall, that my contribution is a plus when I go back into the earth. And there's really nothing more that you can ask for than, than that. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. And I think uh, that that was way better of an answer than I expected. That's exactly Nick says all the time, expressing, expressing gratitude is yeah. one of the most powerful things that we could do. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it really is the way to whether you want to call it God, the universe, it's a way to tap into that by expressing gratitude and being thankful for the things that you have. Just even being able, like you said, breathe fresh air every day, waking up in the morning. You know, the fact that all three of us can turn on you for being thankful, like you're grateful for being grateful, dude. That's that's the ultimate. Mm-hmm. You, you can never take that away, no so, matter what happens. All of us can go to a shower and take a hot shower right now. That's right. huge. Yeah, no, yeah. it'll be tough for me though. I threw out my back and I can't really fucking move. Yeah, James. James is like, ah, oh, you know, to to. Take a break from all this negativity. I like to go and throw my back out every other week or so. I find that it really distracts. Back to back Fridays, I did it. Back to back Fridays, I threw out my back like a fun. I went to the gym, threw my back out. The next week, I went to the gym, had a great workout, came home, played with the dog, threw my back out, done. I find uh, the steering pain, uh, you know, takes away from any mental anguish that you may be experiencing so, from world events. So, so, so it's a gift, though, dude. The last thing I'll say just about yeah. the back thing is like, it's a sign. It's a gift, like all things are. A temporary setback is a time to recall. Is to, is a time to recollect on what's going on and and appreciate the ups more. I've I've said it on a on a live stream or something recently where it's like I have come to appreciate the downs because I believe that we really see through all the bullshit on the downs. If you can see, I just threw my back out. I'm in pain right now. Now I'm going to appreciate the health that much more. Next time I'm going to have better form at the gym. And there's all these other upsides that come from a temporary down. Oh, hundred percent. I'm Bobby. I'm so thankful that I'm even in the gym. I haven't been in the gym for over six years because of a car accident. I'm not even supposed to be there. Like I'm not even supposed to be lifting weights and I'm just thankful to be able to go to the gym and get my health back. Like that I'm not completely paralyzed and can't lift up fucking weights. You should do calisthenics or bands for the first year. It could, it could, I've been sedentary for six years. My, I'm so my whole body is is so tight. Sitting down in front of a computer for six years or on a couch uh, for two years straight, like that did a lot of damage to my lower back and and everything else. So just any like I'm not I'm really not doing heavy weights at all. I'm doing very very light, 
low low reps like I'm, I'm taking it super super easy yeah but it's and not even about yeah, no obviously it, it could be it could be just a sneezing you could blow your back out you I, have to, like, you have to first, learn how to engage your core I, properly the first time i ever threw out my back was at, i coughed doing a dab and i threw my back <laughs> so that was like a year ago was yeah. the first time i ever threw out my back so now at the gym i got a lot of catching up to do um, but I'm just thankful to be there, man. Like it, it's rough. Like I've been going, I still go just to get in what I can. Like if, if I'm sitting on something, I can just do a bicep. I'm doing something. I'm just yep. going to do what I can just to stay consistent. And I'm thankful every time that I get to go. Uh, Cause I haven't been able, like I, I, that was one of the biggest complaints that I had on the show for the first two years that I can't work out, that I can't do anything. Like I hate it. I'm getting, a, I'm a fat piece of shit. I feel it on my knees. I feel it everywhere else. I'm just thankful that I get to be there. Yeah. Uh, so hey, Bobby, Bobby. Go ahead. I have one question, James. Out of all the people you met through your two-year experience coming out, like producing videos and content, being a podcast, you got Andrew Frisella, you have a ton of different people you sat with and did shows with. Who is the most influential person that you got a chance to sit and talk to that kind of really left an impact and catapulted you to that next level? Is there anyone yeah. in your mind? Andy, yeah. yeah. 100%. 100% Andy. And the thing is, is I, I didn't even know who Andy was before he first messaged me. And it's not even so, this is the thing that's so nuts about it is that, you know how sometimes you think that you've got this understanding of what a person is, but then you look at how they react and act in context over time and you develop this other appreciation for them based on their action. That's the same thing that happened to me with Donnie. I'm just like, wait, why would he do that? Let me watch how he moves through this with Andy the level of discipline that this guy has and the things that he does speak far more volumes to me than anything he's ever said to me and anything that he's ever said online. It's the way that he is and the way that he acts and the way that he behaves that to me is the greater lesson of it all. I, I will never forget it as long as I live. I went to the first form headquarters for the first time. I went in the gym. There's got to be 100 plus 150 employees in this place. And I go into the gym and every single weight is aligned perfectly with the logo at the top and the number upright. Every single weight, every barbell, every 45 play, every 25 play on every bench was in the right spot, flawless. Every bathroom in the place, not a drop on the sink, not a watermark, not a, not a toilet paper route, not a garbage can with an item in the garbage can that I saw. You're talking 150 employees and they're like, we don't have a maid that comes and cleans. People just pick up after themselves and the level of discipline that this organization has is that level. And I was like, yo, I go to the gym. I could go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning and something screwed up. And it's like you have 150 people that are, that are operating high tier discipline. And it's like how you do anything is how you do everything. That's something that he says. And it's just like by watching this dude maneuver through life, I've learned more about how sloppy I am than anything else. So in, in certainly, certainly in conversations, um, certainly in conversations, he's been helpful and eye opening. But it, it really, his actions have taught me more than maybe any other person that I've ever met. What are some of the most like what are some of his things that he does on a daily basis in, inside the gym and at, at the first form facility that kind of separates him besides and the weights is pretty intense. Like, how, how do his teammates feel about yeah, him? Like yeah. the, his team, his company culture, the level of the level yeah. of company culture and discipline and appreciation and love and cool people doing the right thing all the time when nobody's looking <sighs> is insane. 
it's to me it's the most well-run organization i've ever seen times five it is absolutely out of control it's like no one's watching no one's looking and these people want to help you want to make sure that you're okay want to get better themselves want to improve and it's just like it's palpable you, you i can't even i can't even explain it properly to 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 justify how good it is and again it's like it starts with the head of the snake it's like this guy is he doesn't just talk about it he'll be about it and he has this ability that is so so deserving of respect to me where he doesn't care what you do or what you got or where you're from or what you look like or who you are as long as you are out there doing great things trying to get better and you care about all of this stuff and you care about this country and you care about people being better he's he loves you for that and it's not about anything other than that purely and and one of the greatest lessons that i've gotten from is, is he's like if you build people up they will build you up far more than you built them up and it's like all this guy did was give me a shot on the pod and even really just reach out to me in the first place. And the amount of life change, it's like, I want to give back to him for the rest of my life. And I want to give him 10 times what he's given me. And it's almost like a personal mission. And it's something that I think about often where I, I hope that I can do as do right by him the way that he's done for me. And I hope that I can lift people up and I hope that I can encourage others. And I hope that I can set the example that he's set for so many people. And I hope that people will look at me with the same reverence that me and so many thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of millions of other people look at him. Because it's like, if you just do what you say and care and are disciplined, you don't have to say shit, we see you. And, and I think that that has been some of the, some of the greatest lessons from him. Actions definitely speak louder than words, words, especially in this crazy clown world that we live in right now, where yeah, so many yeah. people give us lip service. They just tell us what we want to hear, and their actions do the complete opposite. And it's not just in the political realm. It's in our everyday life. It's, you know, as so many people don't even hold themselves accountable. Um, and I think self-accountability is one of the biggest things that we lack in this country um, that we need to get back to because so many people want to point fingers and, and push things down the road and say, Oh, I, you know, it wasn't my fault. I was late because this, that, and the other, not, I, I, I do it myself as well. Like I'm not, I'm not perfect at, 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 by any stretch of the means. Um, you know, so many people, uh, don't follow through, uh, and that's what we need to get back to. The big it's culture. And yeah. what I got from what you just told me about first form is that, Andy is a very powerful cultural force and he sets that at the top and it trickles down to everyone underneath him. And, you know, as a country, we, we are in need of just that, you know, powerful cultural force to sweep through the entire nation. You feel the personal responsibility, doing the right thing for your neighbors, treat other people as you want to be treated. And we'll yep. be all right. So Bobby, I want to go ahead and Nick. Or who I was, was going to say, I was going to say the other thing is that, is that, it's almost like a, a leader doesn't have to be liked. They just have to be respected. And, you know, it's beyond even just Andy. His brother Sal, to me, also is somebody that I look up to tremendously. Like, total total dad vibes in his goofiness but very but also very dad vibes in his leadership it's like he will he will encourage you and support you and be there for you and pat you on the back and be there right beside you but he'll, but he'll also check you and make sure that you stay in line and you're just like 
This is the energy that I need. Sometimes you're going to say something that you might not want to hear. And sometimes they're going to line you up and you need to, and that's what you need to be better in life. You need friends like that. You need leaders like that. And that's how people just generally have to be. And then there's other people that may not lead a large organization, but again, show by example. Tommy Vext, for example, is a person that lifts people up and gives and gives back to people far more than he takes. And it's just a genuine and it's just a genuine great person that does so many things for charities and other great things that I look up to tremendously. Ian went from Patriot Gear. This yeah. is a dude that's like a loving family guy that it that that gives so much and is so altruistic and so just well lined up that I'm like, I want I feel like I'm in competition with him. For greatness, I want people around me that I feel like are better than me. I want to be the weakest link in the room so that I can get better. And all of these people set an example. Ian Smith, for example, a guy that takes no shit and goes into the battle, guns blazing, ready to take every spear in the place because he believes that what he's doing is right. It's like these people are deserving of tremendous respect. And there's such a long list beyond that that it's like, these are the people that I want to be around. There's so many people in the course of my life that I thought that I owed something to because I known them for this amount of years or I, I know them from down the way or that's my old friend or whatever. And they chirp and they provide nothing. And it's like if I lose every friend and I'm only around people that I believe understand and respect the world, understand and respect others, have self-discipline and want to make themselves and me better – I don't care if I have no friends that I that I knew growing up until today. I want to be around people that are getting better because that's what I want to be. I want to be better. I want people to revere and respect me. I want to respect them. I want to feel like I'm in competition to be great, to be tremendous. And it is an active, it is an active discipline, much like being healthy is, much like eating right is, much like much like riding a bicycle as soon as you stop moving you're either you're 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 done and one thing that my high school football coach said to me that i'll never forget for the rest of my life he's like every single day you get better at something or you get worse at it you never stay the same he's like if you didn't lift today you're worse than lifting if you didn't think about this today you're worse at it if you didn't read today you're worse at it it's like you're always fighting the battle with yourself and i want people around me and in front of me and chirping in my ear that remind me of that not only their words but their actions and that's why this, among so many other things, is even more of a blessing. Hey, people are going to shit on me. I'm going to lose friends. I'm going to lose this. What if I lose my business? Every bad thing, I was like, nope, got to do this for the country, for the world, whatever, to be what I have to be. And look at all these great things. It's like, I'm going to keep going in that direction forever. And I wish more people do that. Are yeah, your you friends know? from childhood like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, yes and no. Some of them are. I mean, there's been a lot of people that – have like quietly disappeared into the forest that that had a that maybe had a problem and just and just didn't want to be around it or didn't want to talk about it or thought I lost my mind that that I probably don't even know that they disappeared or felt some type of way and there's been other people that 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 have that have kind of voiced that they have a problem with it but to me it's like I the older that I get the more that I realize how we define what a friend is evolves over time. Mm -hmm. And a true friend understands that we can disagree and still be friends. And they understand that it's important to care about the person, not about what they, not necessarily their opinion. And um, so I just, 
I just realized at this point that I can control what I can control. If this is what I got to do and they don't want to be around it, I respect that. And I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to hold myself accountable or feel like I owe somebody something if they feel like I don't fit in their life anymore. I'm done chirping at people to try to hang out with me that don't try to call me to hang out with me or that I'm trying to done trying to hang out with people that don't try to hang out with me. And ultimately I think that People are here ultimately until they teach you something. And if they're here for a season or here for a reason or whatever the case, I'm just going to keep doing my thing and the right people will remain around. And if, and if people go, then new people will come to the picture. I'm not worried about it anymore. It used to really bother me back in the day, but I just realized that that's kind of the ebbs and flows of life. And ultimately at the end of it all, it's a blessing that you may not realize until later. Yeah, well, I, I said it at the top of the show, you're a product of your five closest friends and the people that you hang around. And, you know, a lot of our, our friends that like, unless unless your friends that you grew up with are just fucking crushing life and, you know, model model wives making millions of dollars, you know, set for life. And they're they're doing something not just for monetary, but for for purpose driven things that they're doing like that, that. There's a lot more than just making money and being happy and things like that. But yep. uh, building houses in Haiti. Yeah, most of most of our childhood friends, they aren't doing. They're working some job that they fucking hate. They come home, they drink every single night, and they're fucking miserable. And they're like, "Ah, fuck this job. I just, I, I just wish I could quit." Or I, I can't speak up because I'll, I'll lose my job. I don't want to lose my job. This job that I fucking hate. Like it drives me up a wall. I'm like, like at, at what point are you gonna realize that you know? They're going to take your job anyway when the government owns any, everything. So you might as well just speak up now. Like, fuck it. Full send. It makes absolutely no sense. But, no, I, I love your message. And, and Bobby, I got to say, you're 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 preaching. Uh, you're, you're walking the walk. You're not just talking the talk. Your content has, has definitely shifted. We were actually talking about it pre-show. You went from doing these very goofy style videos where you're dancing around with your flip-flops and wailing your hair. Yeah, we were just talking about that. I got to say. I, mi- I missed I the slides. Some, I missed the slides. Maybe a little throwback, throwback <laughs> yeah, Thursday. Throwback yeah. dances, dude. Some, some barrel rolls in the front, front yard. <laughs> in the front yard. But but now instead of instead of doing that, you're now out walking with a, a, a weighted vest, and you're actually doing things to, to show people that hey, like I'm out here, even though I'm still fighting and in this this information war, this war for minds. I'm still taking care of myself and what's what's most important. And I respect the hell out of you. But are we still are we still are we going to see any of these uh, flip flop dances anymore? Yeah, it's actually interesting that you say that. Um, I was actually just talking with a friend of mine over the weekend, and I was talking to him about how when I was making the long form videos, it was kind of my thing that people knew me for. I would drop a five to eight minute video where I went in for five minutes and then I'd drop a flip flop barrel roll in the grass. And that was the full on, like you're, you're a plank, you're a plank and you're just a hot dog. Rolling. Dude, when he ran to the garbage cans was fucking the best. Oh, <laughs> the fucking best. <laughs> yeah and I, so i i was i started adjusting to what i believed was necessary at the time to fit what people wanted which was making reels reels were getting pushed i was getting 500 times the the push on reels people were following me and i'm like all right i don't want to make one minute videos and go away from my bread and butter so to speak but this is what is working and it'll be it'll work on TikTok, and i have to get good at this so I started getting good at it. But as a result of getting good at that, I neglected the other thing. And what I started to realize over time as more and more people started to get encouraged to do reels is that 
not everybody that makes great reels can make those great videos that I made before. I have to do the thing that is uniquely me that I'm great at. So just in, it, just recently in the past couple of weeks, you've seen that I started putting out those longer form videos again. And right now they're serious because there's a lot of really bad things happening. But the more of them that I do, the more I can feel comfortable making a goofy one and being more playful with it. Um, so I'm going to continue to reincorporate that. My video today, I did a little a little, a little dance across the office here. So. Yeah, I, I, want, I want dances, barrel rolls. I want it all, dude. We're here for it. It was fucking <laughs> legendary stuff. Like literally like, and it was funny cause you would, you would say some really serious stuff. Like you'd bring up some really great talking points and all of a sudden you'd just be like flip flopping through the back room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was, to me, it was just the natural flow of it. I'm like, how do you, how do I, how do I make this not just hot garbage? The world is trash only. It's like, I'm going to duck walk across the lawn and like and swing a, and swing a water bottle and hit something onto my roof. Like who who does that? So yeah, glad you appreciate it. Bobby Sausalito does that too. Get the fuck out of the way, full send. So yeah. last time you were on the show, we were talking about all your content and how funny it was, and we had brought up to you that you should do stand up comedy, and you had said at the top of the show you're doing some stand up now. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I went I I went to the Turning Point event in um, December of last year, and I met and I met a great a person who's become a great friend that told me that I got to talk to Chad Prather and get on his show. You guys would love each other, so I ended up chatting with Chad, and I went out to Texas to go on his show on Blaze TV. Yeah, I remember and, that. And while we were there, I just I just kind of like went into normal business mode as I always do, plant the seed, and I was like, hey man, if you ever want a guy to open for you and do stand up. I'll fly anywhere on my own dime. I'll get the hotel. I'll be there and I'll open up for you. No charge. You just let me know. I'll do it. Knowing that even though I've never done it, that anything I put my mind to, I'll do. And he's and, and Chad has proven to be a man who, whom I respect highly. And he's one of those guys that if he says it, it happens. A couple months later, he hits me up. He says, I'm doing a show in Florida. You know, do you want to open? How much? How many minutes you want? I said, I'll do 20. I rehearsed for 20 first. minutes. I did 20 That's minutes first wow. time. Your first set is 20 minutes. First set was 20 minutes. You're yeah, lucky and to get five. Yeah, and like, wow. dude, I mean, you could ask the, you know, you could ask him, but like, burn the place down. I, I, I wrote it. I rehearsed it. I wrote all the jokes specifically for that show. I rehearsed for for hours and hours and hours. On my walk, I would redo the stand up in my mind 20, 30 times. Um, when didn't forget a joke, didn't forget a line. People were people were ripping, laughing. They were they were blown away that it was the first time that I ever did one. And I was like, man, this is addicting. This is a sensation that I've never felt. Speaking in stages is something I've done for many years internationally in my old business, but the comedy is a completely different thing because it's not only yeah. the purpose, but it's also entertainment. It's very engaging, and they're like they're waiting for. They want to laugh, and it's just a very interesting sensation that I want to do so much more of. So I've got one down, and I'm in the process now that I'm recovering from my tonsil surgery of trying to set up as many as I can because it was great. Well, we got a awesome. spot up here in, in Jersey. In Jersey, you. yeah, you can get you can get Mike's spot there. All it's Sam yeah. Tripoli's joint with Mike Romanelli, the Dojo East. Actually, have you been uh, on Sam Tripoli's oh, show? Have I what? Ever been on Sam Tripoli's show? No, you know Sam Tripoli is does the Tinfoil Hat podcast. I've I recognize that name yeah. with absolute certainty, but yeah, I I don't know I don't know enough about him. He's good friends with Eddie Bravo and Joe Rogan and that whole whole squad. But he owns a, a comedy club with our good friend Mike Romanelli, 
the host of the Free Thinker Society, and uh, it's, it's up it. in New, it's up in New Jersey. Uh, so anytime you want to you want to get some time, they have some really big big acts that go there all the time. So uh, he could we could definitely get you some time yeah. over there. I don't I don't yeah. know about twenty minutes, but <laughs> that's I, I maybe twenty minutes. I'm yeah, sure I, I, I'll get you twenty minutes. I'm yeah. down, dude. I I am beyond down and. I think that it it brings another level of interaction to this game. It, you know, we can't only be behind this. And mm-hmm. I think that and I think that there's a lot of things not only that the people get in value from the in person, but also that I get in value. It when somebody comes up to you and says something to you that you don't expect, it reinvigorates your whole thing. And sometimes people could lay one line on you that you'll remember for a lifetime. And there's, there, I'll, I'll never forget it. When I was at first form, it's like this girl, this girl came up to me and started crying, thanking me about it. And interestingly enough, I've connected with this girl and I've met her multiple times. I saw her when I was out in, um, uh, out in, in um, Missouri this past week and her and her husband flew to Florida to see the stand-up show. Like, oh, that's amazing. Wow. That's awesome. Took it plain, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> this is, that is so cool." So that type of story to me is 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 a lifetime memory, and um, I, I think that being in the real world can kind of connect all this stuff full circle. And um, I think, quite frankly, that a lot of people could do stand up that that maybe don't think that they could. And all you got to do is one. And now I'm like, "Yeah, I could do it." You give me a, give me an arena, I could do it. Well, that's fucking because we were we were literally telling you the first time you came on that you should get into it. And I'm so glad that you are because you're a funny fucking dude, man. You're absolutely crushing it. Speaking of comedy, uh, what do you think about the Andrew Schultz situation? Have you seen anything about this? You know, Andrew Schultz, right? Yeah, I do. Um, I saw I watched the. I had heard about it over the weekend, but I was doing my Fourth of July tune out. The world is trash. Let me uh, let me swim on a swim in the sea. Um, yeah, but I, I did watch I the video. Blow up Swan. Yeah, I did see the um, the video in its entirety today, and you know, fortune favors the bold. I I think this dude will succeed tremendously because of it, and I wish him all the best, and I hope that so many people support him. And I'll tell you, that's again, it comes back to the actions, right? This dude went up a lot of points in my book. And that's the type of stuff that we need in the world. It's not about the special. It's about the action. And I'm certainly more interested in supporting him now than I would have been before. And I thought he was funny. I already followed him. I liked some, I liked some of his stuff. Um, I thought he was very funny on a lot of podcasts. This is the type of stuff. This is the type of energy we need. And that's exactly what I mean about, about supporting and giving the biggest support of all, which is your mind to the people that are doing the right thing. And if I have a choice between watching his special or buying his special or watching the next one on Netflix or whatever else, I'll give it to him. And I think that people would be surprised by how uh, many people actually feel that way. And it's almost like at the very beginning of any social media account, a lot of people have this weird relationship with money where they're like, I don't want to ask for people to buy my thing or whatever. And it's like, dude, they're not buying a thing. They're supporting what you do. You just have to give them the ability to do it. They want to buy the shirt because they want to give you the opportunity to do more of whatever it is that you're doing. And a lot of people are willing to do that um, with so many things. As long as you're willing to do the right thing and set the example, you get rewarded. So I think all the power to it. No, I, I respect the hell out of him, and I like I, I'm like you. I liked him a lot before 
he did all yep. of this. Now I, I really want to. Who the fuck is he? Is a comedian? He's, mm-hmm. he's got a podcast. Uh, you've seen a lot of his clips. He's hilarious. Uh, he, he does a lot of work with Sam, actually, I think. Um, but uh, he, he's a really funny dude. And uh, I saw some of the – He I think he shared one of his bits uh, this morning. And it was about the abortion clinics. I don't know if you, you caught that. And uh, one of the jokes, he, yeah. Yeah. he called it the the, the fetus deletus. <laughs> yeah, he was like, people come to, he said, he was talking about people coming to New York and paying to see Harry Potter. He's like, you want to see something really disappear? <laughs> Go to the clinic. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what the clinic. <laughs> He's like, that was the joke. That, that was one of the jokes that they wanted to take off. So, uh, I'm excited to see it. I, I think we need to get back to that type of comedy. Like we see all the time, you know, Eddie Murphy's Raw or Richard Pryor could not exist in today's world, and that's sad to me. That's sad that we can't we can't have that type of comedy because of this political correctness garbage. It's nonsense. Like if you don't fucking like it, if you don't want to listen to it, then don't watch it. Go somewhere else. Put your mind somewhere in in some woke, you know, Toy Story lesbian kiss scene if you want. <laughs> want um you know get the fucking it, go go watch that and don't don't watch andrew schultz's thing there's i guarantee I, you're 100 right fortune f- favors the bold and i think this is going to be a big payoff for him um yeah. another- turning, when i go to when i go to the turning point events they have this quote that they talk about often and i don't know if it's from turning point or who actually said it um but they say politics is downstream from culture and it's like whatever you allow to happen in the culture however that goes will ultimately be reflected in the policies that dictate how many people operate through the world and if if culture is willing to cave you know politics will follow and i think a lot of people kind of believe it's the opposite when the reality is is in order to change the world you don't always have to vote for it. You don't always have to get a person elected in order to really change things. What you need to change is the minds of large swaths of people. And things can change on a dime when people understand that 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 a, that a strong mass of people has an opinion about something and agrees for it to be true. You don't have to wait for an election to change the world. So how we behave in culture and how our cultural leaders set the example is very, very important, almost just as important as what our political temporary leaders do, because the temporary leaders are usually appointed and there for a short while, whereas the cultural leaders have to work for that spot all the time and earn it over a very long time of building trust and putting out quality. Unless you're LeBron James and China pays you a boatload of money to say the most ridiculous shit in the world. Um, like, uh, <laughs> oh, this is racist murders going on over here. I'm He's LeBron a national treasure, James. Um, I, I have a bunch of pictures of me reading books just coincidentally always on the first page. Every first single page. Page. You know, you, know you, you know you love him. Wasn't your, your Instagram name? King James before it got deleted. Yeah, before they deleted my fucking personal Instagram, it was King James. You have a signed poster up in your uh, up in your room. Uh, yeah, it's, I actually hate basketball. It's the worst sport ever. It's fucking terrible. Uh, but no, they, but they're very they're very good at at, at the cultural war. They you this is why so many people are obsessed with the Kardashians and all of these fucking celebrities and sure. they care about the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp case more than they care about Maxwell and all of these things going on. Like if our culture is different, and this is why TikTok is such a weapon in our, in our country for China. If yeah. you go to on TikTok on China, it's like all engineering invention videos, like all like high level smart 
I'm going to make my uh, the, the younger generations better, where our TikTok is literally girls dancing half naked. You also and- can't endlessly scroll in China either, I don't believe. You can't just scroll for fucking four hours. Like, you'll scroll through five videos in a row, and it'll be like, are you sure you want to keep scrolling? Should you go outside and make I, I don't a- agree that they, they could do that if you want to be – that doesn't that doesn't help with personal accountability. It's just forcing the government to tell you when you can't. No, but it. It, it encourages Americans and people to just waste their time. Whereas yeah, at yeah. least at least yeah, but there, you, can still, you can still find shit on TikTok that's that's informative. That's yes, but it's not. If you go in China, it's a totally different algorithm. No, yeah, the algorithm is is showing engineering. Well, it's, it's just you get caught it, on that one it, fucking twerk video and then you're scrolling for six hours later videos. four balls of jerkin and you're fucking into it. Candles lit. And TikTok remembers that. It, it remembers that feed. So now it's going to keep It remembers that romantic evening you had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa tunes in and it gives yeah. you all these things like Silk sheets and advertising, <laughs> candle Yankee candles. It's 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 getting out of control. Um, but no, it's how's your voice, Bobby? Tonsil's good. Yeah, I'm good for now. Yeah, yeah. And we're going for four more hours, so get so, fucking so, ready. So, yeah, right. no, Bobby, you're you're 100 right. The cultural wars is so important. This is why I said earlier, message over messenger, because you know Russell Brand, his his past. <clears throat> He was married to Katy Perry. Like he was, he was all involved in the indoctrination of our youth for many, many years. But now this guy's out here, literally just dropping truth bombs left and right, and waking people left and right. And his majority of his audience is liberal. Look at Jim Brewer. Have you seen his most recent stand-up? Yes, I've well, I've seen parts of it. Yes. Oh my God! Hold on, I have it right here. It is the most ridiculous, amazing thing I have ever heard in my entire life. I'm so glad. That this guy did this. Yeah. Hold on, ready? Vaccinators, you were real cocky a couple months ago. Vaccinated. It shot April 19th. I can't get sick from the Corona. <laughs> See this bucket of virus? Vaccinated. <laughs> I'll even lick metal. I'm not afraid of anything. <laughs> they were really doing that too. <laughs> I don't have to wear a mask. Uh, people vaccinated are getting sick. What? Need a new booster. What? <laughs> Who wants a shot? Who wants to see a mulligan? <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. Go see the ball game. Who wants? Who wants to work again? <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. Who wants your kids educated? <laughs> What's in the shot? It's safe. Don't worry.
it's oh, so on point. It's so fucking amazing. And we need more and more people that have that kind of state. That's an art. Dude, that's yeah. real art. To to speak up. And I, I have so much respect. So many more are coming out. And it's and it's amazing to see. And uh, we need more of it. And, you know, people like Bobby, I know you've definitely influenced a lot of people to speak up on their social media. Because, again, this is not for everybody. Like, it, maybe that's not your role to speak on social media. Maybe your role is right. to get involved in your local community, to go, to go get involved in the school boards, to go and be a poll watcher, whatever it may be. Or just talk with your friends and family and try to show them the information. There's so many different roles for everybody. Um, but we need to get involved in some capacity. And we need to take action now because if we sit by and do nothing, our country will be lost forever. It doesn't and, – and like Bobby said earlier, it doesn't matter if it's if we're gone when that happens. It's right. for the future generations to begin with. Like uh, you see that World War II veteran. He's like, I, I, I feel disgusted that I'm leaving a country the way it is right now. Like this is not what I fought for. Like I wouldn't want to leave future generations this country. It's mm-hmm. a disaster. Like – what, what, how do people expect to survive? So, um, what are you doing right now, uh, to keep, uh, your head afloat as far as the inflation and things like that? Are you getting crushed down in Florida? Or is Florida still pretty, pretty good? No, I mean, one of the things, and this is uh, kind of one of many reasons why I, why I speak up and have spoken up the most is that. I've insulated myself for a rainy day in a lot of different ways and not everybody has that luxury. Um, I've been very fortunate that I've never wanted to drive anywhere to work. So I don't really drive all that much. And I think that gasoline is the, is the huge killer. The fact that I live in Florida means that I don't use oil or gas to heat my home. So the only, uh, the only bill that I have is air conditioning, cooling which is just a normal power bill which is relatively the same price as it always has been um every time i've had money set aside i've invested it in all the right things instead of buying the vacation or the thing that i wanted i've always known that being free and free of worry um, is something that i always needed to make sure was there i didn't know when it would be needed but i always knew that it would so I bought a house as opposed to renting. I've invested in that house when obviously when the prices were not terrible. So all of my stuff is insulated. My mortgage is reasonably priced at a low rate. That means that I can live here and be fine forever. I've made the right investments in things like cash flow that will take care of all of my fixed costs. I have the mindset of an entrepreneur that if you took everything away, I'd be able to get it back. And I've taken a lot of money that I would have put into things that would have taken money away. And I've saved them, set them aside or invested into things that have cash flow. And the cash flow is is the relief that most people don't have or don't take the time to invest in. So I've been preparing for this rainy day for a very, very long time. It just so happens to be looking really, really smart now. But five years ago, when my friends were driving nice cars and living in houses five times the size of mine and going on lavish vacations and upgrading to first class and the rest, I wasn't doing that. And I didn't know how or why, but I knew that that's what had to happen. On top of it all, I knew that I didn't want to rely on somebody else for my income. So I was like, I have to be an entrepreneur. I have to be in control of my cash flow. I need to understand money. I need to understand the economy, stocks, investing, inflation, the monetary policy. I need to, I need to know all that because there will be a time that that, that, that that asset will be invaluable. So I've been preparing so long that 
it just now is starting to look smart. So I've actually been quite okay in this mix, but it empowers me even more to speak up for all the people that are getting destroyed that didn't have the luxury of preparing up until this point. Well, that's, that's goes back to our original conversation earlier is self accountability. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people don't want to hold themselves account. They're like, Oh, I got it now. I'll spend it and not think that th- things are going to be this, this good all the time. They think it's, Oh, it's going to be great forever. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, think, I think you're being happen. very humble too. When you calling it a luxury, you know, you have, that you had the foresight and the self-discipline to to actually do that. Yeah, yeah. Not, many, not many people would would want to forego a vacation or or a nicer house or a nicer car uh, if they could afford the time to invest that money. That's especially you know you're our age, you're the same age as me. Yeah, uh, you know uh, most people our age aren't aren't doing that and making those decisions. Uh, it's very very good on you. Have you seen? I, I would just say, I would just say this. You know, a quote that I absolutely love is if you want to be like the one percent, you have to ignore the ninety nine percent. I never try to think about what everybody else would do. And when I think about what everyone else would do, it usually to me is the guy that I have to do the opposite. If you believe that you're a top tier operator and I don't mean one percent in money, I mean one percent in output, one percent in capacity, one percent in 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 in, uh, in in deserving of respects, respect and reverence and 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 how important you are to your local community or whomever, um, I think that you you just tune out everybody else's thing. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to die alone, and there's going to be nobody there. When, when everything goes to hell, I got to make sure that I got my stuff right. And if everybody else is ignoring it, I have to know that that – my capacity to believe that I'm going to be in the 1% of, of people that output, not necessarily money, um, means that I need to do differently than the things that I see around me. So it's been something that's always been in my mind. It's like, I think that every single person, no matter who you are, should think that you are that. You should think that you're the next Donnie. You should think that you're the next Alex Rodriguez or, 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 or Michael Jordan or whatever. And you should, and you should work backwards from that because the truth is, is that you could be. And if you choose, if you choose to be, if you choose to be a B plus person, you'll be a B plus person. If you choose to go for a plus all the time, if you choose to excel at that level, if you believe that you have that capacity, those are the only people that ever have, have reached it. Oh, a thousand percent. One of my biggest philosophies in life is uh, if you want something bad enough, find somebody who already has it and do exactly as they do. Ninety nine percent of the people are doing what the rest of the ninety nine percent of people are are yeah. doing one percent. Like if you want to be the best basketball player in the world, you don't go and learn from Tiger Woods. You're going to go and learn from Michael Jordan and do what he does. Yeah. If you want to be the best golfer, you're going to go learn from Tiger Woods. You're not going to take lessons from Michael Jordan, even though he might be a good golfer. He's not the best in the world. Yep. You know, uh, if you want to make a lot of money, you want to be successful, you're going to go and do what those successful people do. Like people don't realize, like co- people look at people like Kobe Bryant, for example, one of my favorite stories in the world. Yes. Kobe Bryant, he was amazing at basketball, but people don't realize how hard this guy worked. There's this one story. I forget who the, who who I think it was Matt Barnes showed up to the court like five hours early to yeah. start shooting and start practicing. Kobe was already there. He was yeah. already there taking shots five hours early before everybody, not five hours before the game, five hours earlier than, than anybody else was in yeah. the arena. He was shooting. Matt Barnes came out and did his workout. Kobe was still shooting. He went in, he showered, he got ready. He was still shooting. And then yep. at the end of the game, he goes to Kobe, he goes, yo, what you're like a machine. What are you doing? He goes, I just wanted to let you know that nobody works harder than I do. 
He's like, I made that statement on purpose. Like I was doing this on purpose to show you that I'm going to be the hardest working motherfucker in the world. And that's why he's the greatest at the game. Because guess what Michael Jordan was doing? He was doing the same shit. He's right. showing up and doing the work. And nobody sees that work. They just see him show up on on game day and just sink all these these baskets and break records and win championships. They don't see all what, what goes into all that thankless work the the time the cardio and same thing goes with, with life and in business there's so many things that you have to do that suck like it's not fucking fun you That's have right. to you have to just do it and get through it and 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 make it happen regardless of how you feel there's um, a there's this book i'm reading right now uh called winning by tim grover who is the I trainer love who, tim grover i i really? love him one of my favorite books is, is is i think it's relentless yeah yeah uh, relentless, that's yeah. next yeah, on my I, list I, love that book he's talking he talks about he talks about jordan and he talks about kobe and i i'm and jordan was my favorite athlete of all time in any sport he just was probably always will be and the thing that i found so great about michael was not only how he performed on the court but his nature off the court the things that he did the way that he acted in society and 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 whatnot and and his work ethic and the thing that tim grover is talking about is how how when he refers to the things that Michael did versus the things that Kobe did, it's like it's kind of like that Joe Rogan quote where he's like, "Be the be the hero of your story. Pretend that there's a documentary film crew following you around and documenting. Is it something worth watching?" It's like if you do the type of shit that Michael Jordan would do, that if a book was written about how you behaved later, that people would be like, "Wow, could you believe that?" That's what we got to do all the time, especially if we want to be like Mike. So really Wait, interesting. No, I, I got to check out that book because Relentless was was unbelievable. I just downloaded it. It was nice. unbelievable, Relentless, one of my favorite books. I let it, read it last summer. Um, it was a great book. A really, really, really good book. High-level high level work ethic. Him, Kobe, Dwayne Wade, um, uh, Chris Bosh, they all worked their, their fucking tails off. But he, he, you can see who worked the hardest throughout the book and throughout the story, like who, why, and why they were great. It was the, it's not just the, the work too. It's the mentality, the mental game that they all went through. It's, it's, it's truly unbelievable. Tim mm-hmm. Grove is a hell of a trainer though. I'd love to work with that fu- fucking guy. I'm not ready to, he'll, he'll kick my ass. He'll fire me. Uh, Cause you need to be on another level to work with a guy like that. Um, what did you, what do you think about uh, the Democrats putting out their best candidates in uh Tamara Mack, uh, Tiara Mack. You see this fucking clown is show? The, is that the chick that was twerking on her head at the beach? Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. Tamara Mack. That girl? Yeah. I, yeah, I saw that today. I mean... <laughs> There's I Steve my a friend of mine Stephen Magahulk I don't know maybe you follow me he's a yeah, big yeah, turn yeah, yeah. He, he made a video about that today and I I love his takes on stuff and he's like what happened to decorum you know it's like it's like president t-shirt it's like the guy's wearing a t-shirt comfy sneaks the cargo cargo pants <laughs> well, Nance, we see you dog old Nance was in Italy today just. Rocking them fucking mommy milkers out like these eighty-year-old bag <laughs> chilling in the palace, chilling in the palace. And you see these fucking things like Nancy's like, I'm out here, guys. You guys want to see some tits? I'm eighty-five years old. Here we go. It's fucking yeah. disgusting. Like, yeah, like, not ideal. dog's gonna roll out, roll out here with a with like a fucking boosted, like a fucking oh, one of those nice trainers oh. and fucking 
we can't do that. I th- I think that that one of the things that one of the things that Maga Hulk said, which I thought was absolutely right, is you know their their game plan is clear based on their behavior. Who are you trying to appeal to? You're basically th- saying, I think you're dumb, and I want your vote, and I'm gonna play into the fact that I think that you're dumb, and shame on people for falling for it, and and they. They believe that their voter base is stupid. They believe they that, low, that they're low tier operators. Well, whether they are or not, there's a. It's you know you don't want to say a blanket statement if we can. No, avoid you're it. right. You're right. So but, you know because they'll say they'll say all of us are you know we're white supremes, we're racist, we're we're white cisgender, whatever the. Fuck. It's all bullshit. So I don't think that they're. I don't. I don't want to say that everyone is bad or whatever. I don't think it's productive, but. You can tell who this person specifically is trying to appeal to. And, you know, people like Joe Biden that will that will say to your face on a video and be like, this is the greatest economy and everything is fine. And, you know, we're going to stay in Ukraine as long as it takes so Zelensky so Zelensky can buy more cargo pants. Then and meanwhile, you guys are all getting plowed and people allow it. It's like we, people are in an abusive relationship. If you can't, if you can't recognize and go out the front door and find a new, you know, and find a new person, you know, you get what you deserve. This is the thing: is there are so many people that just don't take personal responsibility or accountability for for being tuned in to the truth. They'll they'll look at their gas tank and be like, I don't know, it must be Putin. Instead of just thinking about it, they'll 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 go and need to spend and spend an extra extra ten dollars on a on a pound of bacon or have to cut back. And how they don't think about how this happened is beyond me. But it, again, it comes back to the personal responsibility. These people are appealing to the lowest common denominator, and shame on them if they if they fall for it. Well, I also think the media gaslights a lot. I don't think oh, yeah. uh, I don't think they're like the divide that we see on the media is not nearly as bad. Like you actually go out and talk to your neighbors and talk to people in the community, even some of the most liberal places like I love James Klug. He'll go to the hood and he'll start asking everybody what's going on and how they feel. They're like, yo. Do you fucking like Joe Biden? I don't know what you'd like. Nobody likes this guy. Like, at least Trump. At least Trump. Even the homeless guy, remember? Who, whose team are you on? Amber Heard or Johnny Depp? <laughs> Donald Trump's my guy. Donald yeah. Trump. The homeless. The yeah. homeless. We did it. We did it, Joe. It's it's hilarious that where we're getting at. And this is why I think the shootings are coming out. This is why the BLM is coming out. The, the Roe v. Wade timing is coming out because they, they know there's still some emotional peasants. These people that are just they can be triggered by these emotional scenarios. And it's not saying that these events didn't happen. They, right. they it happened. But what, what's going on is they're being coordinated. You know, we know the Buffalo shooter. He was contacted with the FBI. Look at this kid that, that did over the weekend. Like you're telling me in a heavily guarded area in Chicago where it's next to impossible to get a gun. This guy's walking around with a big machine, a big semi-automatic rifle uh, on, on top of roofs and nobody's noticing. Like yeah. <laughs> none of it, none of it makes sense. And this is all to get those emotionally triggered people uh, to react and, and, you, you always you never make a decision when you're emotional, whether it's uh, you're angry, you're sad. You don't make decisions or, or do anything big when you're in a high emotional state because you're usually not making the, the right decision. You're not thinking clearly. And that's when these people go out and agitators come out because look what we just saw from the January 6th hearing. The Capitol Police told them that. Baltimore BLM was coming dressed in MAGA gear, dressed in camo, ready to go. 
Well, what happened? They started the agitating. They, they started all the, 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 the craziness. And then regular Americans who were emotionally triggered and emotionally charged, they got involved unknowingly. And that's what's happening with BLM. They're sending these agitators. They're busting these people in. A window gets smashed. All of a sudden, people are emotionally charged. And, yep. and, and logical thinking goes out the fucking window. Nobody's thinking right. They probably had a few drinks throughout partying because they think it's a fun protest. Like you think you see all the protests last summer that two summers ago, they're drinking champagne, passing around during, during COVID, during yeah. the China virus, to passing the champagne bottles around. No China virus during the BLM riots. Remember that. It just went away. a mask on, James. Huh? <laughs> they had gloves and masks on. Oh, it's totally fine. Just gloves and masks. Sharing, sharing the sipping, yeah. sipping it through the mask. Yeah, sipping it. They had cardboard straws. Cardboard yeah. straws they're passing around. They all had their own cardboard straws Plat- in a plastic bottle. Put in the champagne, but I mean, the Democrat Party is not sending well, out their best. Go we, ahead, we, we have to remember that you know, nature is a lesson and the earth is a lesson, it's all, it's all connected, right? The world is the jungle, and if you think about the jungle. You're never safe. There's animals that are trying to kill you all the time. You got to figure out where you can stay protected. You got to do the best that you can to stay alive, protect the people around you, et cetera. Find a pack, be smart, et cetera. But you're, there's always an attacker. There's there's pretty much nobody out there that is untouchable. The only person in theory that's untouchable is us, right? So in the animal kingdom, you're always you always have to have your head on a swivel. And even though we live in this insulated fake illusion world, we forget that we're still in the jungle. And the reality is, is that there's a war on for your mind all the time. In the same way that they're trying to show you a big shiny M as you drive down the street to get you to eat like shit and feel like shit and spend your money and destroy yourself. That's part of the war. It's all to get you, it's all to get you in the trap so they could kill you and eat you. If you think about what's going on right now, you have to rem- we have to remember that. If you were to turn off your TV and turn off your phone and turn off the newspaper and just operate through the world and simply talk to people and navigate around, 99% of what happens in the world is not what you see through that box in the corner of the room and is not the thing that pops up in your feed. 99% of how all the rest of the stuff is operating is not that. Yet we are, we are, we are tricked with this illusion that that's what's going on in the world when it's really not. And they're leading us into a trap much like any, much like anyone in the jungle is. So it's like our, our fight has to be to make sure that the people in our tribe are insulated from this because no matter what, you're never going to find a tree that a bear can't climb. You're never going to find a cave that a snake can't slither into. We're always, we always have to be on guard and we always have to be in attack mode and defense mode at the same time. And if, if we, if we forget and let up even for a second, you're dead. So we just have to understand what this is personally and do the best that we can to share with others that this is the jungle and it will always be the jungle and you have to realize that there's always someone coming for you well speaking of which we are definitely in the jungle i was walking my dog the other day and uh i almost walked <laughs> straight into a rattlesnake out here in nevada i literally almost walked right into it that thing was rattled at me and was ready to fucking strike scared, like scared the shit out of me i was like oh you try and catch it uh, I ran like the naked and afraid. One of those sidewinder fucking rattlesnakes. It was in my neighbor's driveway. It was. It literally. We were walking on the sidewalk, and it was right on the front of the driveway. And I hear, so I'm like in my phone holding the dog, and I'm like, and I'm like oh, that's why thing. you're. Are, were you looking at your phone? Yeah, I was. Look, I was. I was. Yeah. I was posting something. So just fucking walk, dude. Why are you walking? I was, 
I was posting something. <laughs> Dude, be in the moment Wait, with your dog. Bobby's out here. Bobby's out here walking every single day uh, on the phone. Like, look it up. <laughs> Dog's walking behind him. <laughs> He's dragging his dog. Hey, dog, come on. Um, I know. And you got gators to watch out for. And no, the from Hurricane Andrew. Definitely. Definitely not. Do not need to watch out for any gators. Never a single thing. I've never encountered anywhere even remotely close. I live in I live in the city. I live in Fort Lauderdale near the near the shore. There, that is not a something. I that love is. Fort Lauderdale. I fucking love it out there. Yeah, I fucking love Fort Lauderdale. I just gotta uh, I gotta worry about falling off the you know falling off the uh, walkway into the river. That's about the the main thing I gotta focus. Gotta worry about man bear pig. Climate change down there. You gotta worry about man bear pig. Climate change is gonna oh, get absolutely. you. Down, yeah. down to Florida, you can't can't have houses by the beach, dude. You're, what are you crazy? Climate change. Yeah, by, they, by, they started adding that to the prospectus for potential investors down there. Now, that's what they say. They really? No climate change. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say finally, <laughs> finally, these fucking insurance companies haven't haven't caught on to climate change yet. I mean, we can go buy beachfront properties in Martha Vineyard, but there's no there's no clause if climate change is real. Uh, and gets swallowed by the ocean that your policy is worth fuck all. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not being controlled by a by a sentient Google AI by that point, then yeah. Uh, seriously, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing you really got to worry The only thing you really got to watch out for with climate change is the sudden adult death syndrome. But, I mean, other than yeah. that, yeah, we're good. People, athletes, 25-year-old athletes, you know, man-bear pigs just run around slaying people. Well, I'm here yeah. to tell you now, man-bear pig is very real, and he <laughs> most certainly exists. <laughs> it's so funny that that joke was written 20 fucking years ago, and it's still yeah. relevant yeah. today. It's, it's still it, on point. It, it's still so It was never point. off point. No, yeah. never. Was that South Park? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember when I was in, I think I was in high school and I, cause I remember cause I was at, um, I was at FYE or strawberries or one of those, one of those stores where you buy DVDs or CDs and I heard, and, and, and he had just released it, an inconvenient truth, the DVD from uh, Al Gore. And I went to buy it, you know, being a good subservient lemming in the matrix, blue pill, you know, simp, whatever. Like, oh, you know, I want to I want to be aware. So I go and I buy it as my contribution to society. I'm going to watch it. And I'll never forget. It was like thirty dollars and every other DVD, even brand new ones. The new Adam Sandler flick, 20 bucks. Why is this 30? It was like 32. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. This is thirty two dollars. It's more expensive. Yet he wants to save the world. Wouldn't you be giving this shit away for free for cost? Wouldn't you be wouldn't you be trying to get this in his hands as many people as possible? So it was more expensive than any other DVD than I think I ever bought in my entire life. And I was like, something doesn't add up here. I don't know. Was the DVD in a nice plastic case too to go along with it? Like a nice solid plastic case to go along with the climate change video. I remember it's it's interesting you say that. I remember it being in a different case than any other DVD that I had ever bought. It was hopefully recycled. I think it was paper, but which kind of which almost kind of pissed me off because the thing was thirty five dollars, mm-hmm. and I could buy I could buy an Adam Sandler DVD that comes with like a book, like a, a bird flies out, you know, for twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, this dude, this is. It, I had the wrong taste right from the jump, and and then I watch it, and I'm like. 
I don't know. Oh. Maybe, but I don't know. Uh, Bobby, he invented internet. What are you talking about? How dare you? He invented yeah. the internet. What are you talking about? The guys yeah, great tubes. It's, it's so many tubes, interconnected tubes. <laughs> yeah, the guy's the guy's a brilliant. You brilliant wouldn't understand. And he's been screaming man bear pig for three fucking decades. And I'm super serial, guys. Entire fortune off of off of man bear pig. It's yeah. it's, it's the wildest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> so Bobby, we can literally keep you here all day. We got to we got we we can't let another year go by before you come back on the show. We definitely got to do this again. Tell yes. everybody tell everybody where they can find you and and anything that you got coming up. Any shows, comedy shows or stand up shows that you got coming up. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so home base for everything is bobbysauce.com. That's where my merch is at. That's where everything everything in the Bobby Show Sauce. Them the merch. Show them yeah. the merch. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it. Well, yeah. This is the this is the it's ma'am shirt. So that's a, a new drop that I just got. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, and, and if you want to follow me on all the socials, you can just go to followbobby.com. It's got my Facebook, my YouTube, TikTok, Getter, uh, Rumble, the whole the whole kit and kaboo, but bobbysauce.com and followbobby.com. And yeah, I'm down to get on here again much sooner for sure. I'm always uh, always down. I appreciate what you guys do, and it's always a good chat. Yeah, no, it's great. We definitely, yeah. we definitely need uh, more of this, and I appreciate all the work that you do. You're a breath of fresh air. You, you, you make the content a lot more enjoyable, I'll tell you that. Uh, Thank much you so much. And I'll tell you, Bobby came out to Vegas uh, to EDC uh, a little while back, and we spent some time together, and, and Bobby's a fun fucking guy. So next time you either come out to Vegas or we come out to Florida, we're going to have to do a, a, a little Bobby Sauce duck walk video. Uh, for, for sure. The, we're going to have yeah. to do WPR. Uh, Bobby Sauce collab in the barrel rolls in the yard. And we'll fucking do shit. With, with certainty. I find myself out in Vegas usually at least once or twice a year for one thing or another or an event or something. So this will happen sooner than later for sure. Well, definitely keep me posted. We'll definitely have to get together. I'll pick you up from the airport. We'll have some fucking fun, dude. There, I appreciate it, man. Shout out to our sponsor, Sirius CBD. Go to Sirius-CBD.com. Pick up the number one CBD on the planet. I take this stuff every day. So does my dog, Marley Girl. Uh, this stuff is absolutely amazing. Put in code WPR USA. I believe it's 35% off still. So go to Sirius-CBD.com. Pick up yours today. Shout out to my man, Mikey Pellows. Join the Pillow Gang. Go to MyPillow.com slash WPR USA and pick up all your pillow needs. Blankets, Giza sheets. The slippers are... Bobby, have you ever put on a fucking pair of my pillow slippers? I have not. <laughs> and I wear too many slippers in Florida. It's a, it's a flop. I'm in, <laughs> no, dude, I'm in Vegas too. I'm in Vegas. It's hot as fuck. Yeah. But these slippers are another. You're literally walking on pillows. It's they're the most comfortable slippers ever, and it's worth your feet sweating a little bit uh, to wear. But go to mypillow.com/slash/wprusa. Uh, get a ton of percent off your your order, and can't forget our favorite Kush creams. Bobby, did you ever end up trying those Kush creams that Aunt gave you? Did you take yeah. those? Back? Yeah, I put, some, I put some on my um, I put some on my on my back. Oh, and I usually I usually don't use I usually don't use any thing like i'm not much of a medicine or a cream person, but I did have a I did have a time where my back was killing me a while back, and I did use it. Yeah, the the Kush creams are fucking amazing. I've I've used so many different CBD creams and so many different topicals for aches and pains throughout the years. And this is by far the best. Go to kushcreams.com, code WPR. 
USA for 15% off. Uh, summertime's here. Get the natural sensi. If you sunburn easy like me, I don't have a nice tan like Bobby Sauce over here. I wish. I'm not a See? jacket fan. Um, <laughs> the the, the Paisan blood. I, I don't I don't have to I don't have to worry about too much. Yeah, well maybe I don't know, dude. I don't know what you're doing. No, no, no I'm a disaster. My sister and my brother, they both get fucking tan. Me, I just get sunburnt. I, I become the color of the, the red on the flag very fucking quickly. The natural yeah, sense yeah. is a lifesaver. I don't peel, I don't blister. It's fucking amazing. Go to kushcreams.com code WPR USA for fifteen percent off. But with that, guys, we really appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Next week we got uh former uh Governor candidate in Nevada, Joey Gilbert, is coming on the show. Uh, and he's going to talk about what, what he's doing to fight against the tyrannical government out here in, in Nevada with Shithead Steve and them stealing more elections. So tune in next week. Bobby, we really appreciate you, all the work that you do. Thanks for coming on. Definitely come back Great. on again. Thanks, Bobby. Go, go to bobbysauce.com, pick up some sweet merch. He's got some fire fucking gear. It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be back next week, guys. Until next time, where we go one, we go one. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. 
The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. You can't handle the truth.